You're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next edition of TNM Unplugged, the space when you elevate your hearts, your minds, and the space where you elevate your soul as well. And today we have a specific and special elevation with a very close friend and colleague, Deborah Sass. She is extraordinary. So get ready to listen to this amazing recording to get inspired. I got inspired by her post on the social media, and then I called her and said, we have to record the podcast. We have to talk about you. You have to share you because you're so inspirational and aspirational. And I know a lot of the listeners to our uplifting podcast will really, really appreciate you coming here. So today we're going to talk about how do we achieve impossible? How do we realize impossible dreams through our own personal examples? So let me introduce that a little bit. And then she can also introduce herself, you know, if I miss something. And then we're going to dive into this conversation today. So, Deb, she's founding partner of the Space Hero Media. If you've never heard about Space Hero Media, this is something that you're going to be hearing about shortly. This is extraordinary, amazing project. Deborah is going to talk a little bit about this with us, just to introduce it from her own perspective. She is also a seasoned entrepreneur. She is she has been in the entertainment industry for a very, very long time. You know, she traveled around the world, you know, throughout the years she has worked with the media groups, with technology, with big brand names. You know, she was also working in newspapers in on UK TV channels in, in also in Australia. She's just this multidimensional, galactic, uh, multifaceted, multi-talented human being who's just able to achieve, you know, impossible when she puts her energy into it. Now, as I was reading, you know, a few days ago through the depth post on the social media, I've just, this kind of caught my eyes that she was saying, I left formal education in my teams. I don't have MBA. There is no letters after my names or no certifications on my walls. And here I am, I'm running a space media business from my farm in Ibiza. And I was like, oh my God, this is so inspiring. I even have a goosebumps when I talk about it. Because, you know, through her example, she's saying to us that you need to be you and you can be successful in anything that you desire to achieve or accomplish. So, Deb, welcome. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to have to hire you to do my introductions everywhere. <laughs> you know, Thanks when we record <laughs> when we record this podcast, people usually tell me that they say, oh, your introductions are lot like the trumpets, you know. And I love doing that because sometimes when you mirror to people who they really are and how do you feel them in your heart, it's good for them to to hear. It's good for them to experience. So, yes, yeah, so welcome. Thank Welcome. you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I feel very honoured that our personal lives can be a little bit professionally aligned as well. So I'm happy to support you, Zoran, in any of your uh, amazing podcasts, uplifting podcasts. It just When you said space, I actually thought you meant space, not to hold the space. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, it's all about space. It's not anything to do with that space. It's about that space, right? 
But it's also good, you know, this space and that, that space, it's all about space. So tell us a little bit about Space Hero to begin with. I think that I've introduced it. I didn't want to talk about it, you know, and I would love you to just share a few bits and pieces. And then we can dive into this topic of achieving impossible, for your own example. Of course. My pleasure. So I'm the founding partner of Space Hero. Space Hero is a global competition show on television, but a global television show where we are sending the first normal person, that's a non-billionaire, non-astronaut, non-military person, to the International Space Station for the first time ever, and that person will be found on a TV show. That ticket is $55 million. It is the biggest prize ever given out on television, ever. Mm. So I think I can not only talk about my journey, but also give you a little bit of background about Space Hero, because I think both of them are very intertwined. The so, first thing I want to say to your audience is that absolutely dreaming big is of course, what we all do as kids, maybe as teenagers, it starts to get a little more realistic. But fundamentally, I wasn't born thinking I was going to send the first normal person to space. But everything that I did led me to a place where I was in the right place to make a business decision, to raise money, to put a team together, to know the right strategy to be able to achieve it. So the show itself is very simple. This type of TV show, Zoran, has been on television for two decades, 20 wow. years. Wow. Cakes, modelling, uh, being a chef, I mean, top chef, master chef, top, top next, top model, American Idol, pop idol, The Voice. I mean, it's a format in the media world that everybody's familiar with. Unfortunately, or fortunately, reality TV has dumbed us down. So much so that when you create a show that actually does the opposite, it smartens people up, people are a little scared. They're a little fearful because they don't know. They don't have anything to compare it to. So the show itself is simple. We will announce it publicly next year in a global way. We are in dialogue or negotiations with all the major platforms. So there's only nine of them in the world, Apple, Disney, National Geographic, Amazon Prime, Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. We will announce who the distributor will be next year. We will then open up the applications for free to everybody on the planet. Yeah. That is really cool yeah, because nice. space is actually inclusive, not exclusive. So we're not excluding anybody. Right. Yes, you have to be a level of intelligence, a level of emotional intelligence, a level of physical um, intelligence, I suppose. So you, you do have to have an all-round perspective. We will find 24 contestants from any country in the world, we will funnel that down to 12 men and 12 women, 12 from underdeveloped countries and 12 from developed countries. They will then be put into like a 
sort of big brother house, but it's going to be called Space Village. It'll be full of wearable technology, biometrics, that kind of stuff. And then that's where the TV show will be filmed in exactly the same format that we're all used to. That's really, that's really it. (laughs) That's such an amazing, amazing format, an amazing vision that has been realizing itself you know ah, ah, beautiful beautiful i cannot wait i'm, I'm going to sign up <laughs> you, that. Okay, you can sign start. up already for the insider program you just go to our website i'll sign up for insider program as well maybe i get lucky and i go to space so in our programs you know we're always empowering people through coaching through their personal development through searching for themselves and believing in themselves to really come to the space when they can realize what they really dream and, and what they really want to do. And in your post that I was referring to earlier, you said that, you know, you decided to be rebellious at that time, leave your education, leave everything behind and just follow your own journey into your success. So I'm curious about that. How did you, first of all, decided that, you know, the traditional educational system is not for you and what was the benefit for, for you by leaving that behind? Great question and thank you. There was no conscious decision to leave education or further my education. I didn't have an option. My parents were not wealthy enough to send us to university so I also didn't have the grades to get into university. So it was a choice already made for me. But I never once let it define me because what I actually wanted to do was work in the media business when I was 18 years old finishing high school. What I understood, Zoran, was that if you want to specialise in something, you have to have qualifications. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be an engineer. It, it, it had no interest to me. What I understood is I knew I wanted to be talking to people, involving people and having experience. And I started at the very, very bottom of a um, media company when I was about 18. Wow. And through, I was actually cold calling if, if people on your, um, yeah, on your yeah. listening Remember you know that. what that is, <laughs> I was picking up the phone 80 times a day asking people if you want to buy advertising. I was 18 years old. I ended up earning more money than my parents. And what I learned really, really quickly was that if you know what to say, people will listen. And if people are listening, they might actually want to do what you're telling them. Mm-hmm. Cool. I could do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I got trained on how to talk, how to listen. My father always said, you have two ears, Deborah, and one mouth. Use it in that uh, order. Listen. And then uh, tell us a little bit more about that journey. So you keep on progressing and growing in your career. And how did, you know, mentorship and people who are significant in defining your journey showed up in your life because that was another thing that I really love about what you're sharing that right people will kind of appear out of nowhere for you at the right time, right? Absolutely. But you have to be open to it. You have to and I, I'll tell you exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. My um my mother and my father made my sister and I do volunteer work on a Saturday afternoon 
at an old people's home when we were, I think, probably in our early teens. Of course, as kids, you hate doing anything your parents say, but I did it. And the stories were amazing. And I remember thinking, these people really know a lot. I should like listen. And so when I got into the corporate world with my first job at Yellow Pages, the one I just described, and in fact, when the Yellow Pages was a book, right, where you would sell 100,000 bucks worth of advertising on the right-hand side of the page, crazy. Yeah. 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 So I knew that by having older people in my life, I was learning the mistakes that they made and I just wasn't going to make them. And I realized the more I surrounded myself with people that had better experiences, had different experiences to me, Mm-hmm. I tell you, I answer it in an, in another way. I never felt like I fitted in. I always felt like an outsider and I always felt like a fake, like somebody was going to go, what are you doing in the room? You're not smart <laughs> enough. You're not cool enough. You don't have any qualifications. And it was in the back of my mind uh-huh. for maybe a decade. But yes. the more I rose up in mm-hmm. my career, in the companies I then got mm-hmm. asked to come and work at, the companies I ended up running, the more I realized that by having all these older people that maybe most people kind of like, there is so much wisdom in our older generation. And I am a huge advocate that when we start to look towards the people that have been in our universe in mm-hmm. generations above us, we will learn the things that we need to make sure we support and survive in this generation. Got it. Got it. So, so you know, by just you putting yourself into that circumstances, you know, the right people showed in your life. And, and also you mentioned something really important, that you need to be open. If you are not really open to listen to embrace what's coming at you if you're not able to recognize the messages along the way then you simply you know bypass them and they never penetrate your universe so you were open at that time right to to hear to listen to to get i'd like to look in hindsight i'd like to think i was open Uh i think that my parents were so laissez-faire with our kind of Mm. upbringing they never said you have to do this you have to Mm. do that so for me, I was always questioning if I did something wrong, like did I do something wrong? Did I not listen to the instructions? How can I be better? How can I be a better friend if I had fights with my girlfriends, if I fell out with my boyfriends, et cetera, yeah. et cetera? In my mind, it was always a teaching opportunity to understand how not to make that mistake again. And, you know, unless you're really, really, really silly, the universe gives you lots of signposts and teaches you lessons. And if you keep making the wrong, the same mistake, basically you're not hearing what the universe is telling you. Yeah, you're like, ah, like that. (laughs) Women who pick the wrong types of men time and time Time and time again. The universe is telling you, this is an asshole, walk away. Be proud, be firm, be strong, be know that you know what is best for you. Mm-hmm. It's about, I think we need to remember that mm-hmm. we have everything. We are a blueprint that is already perfect. Mm-hmm. And what we are learning from the day we're born is how to recognize all the brill- brilliance in our own lives. But we kind of forget because we look at 
the neighbour, we look at the friend and they've got a bigger house or they've got a bigger car or they've got better clothes or they're skinnier or their ass is whatever. But actually it's none of that. It's all about what you have inside. I'm so grateful and happy that you're saying that because this whole podcast is just about that. It's about (laughs) you figuring out what do you have inside and then how do you get in touch with that and how do you express and share this with, with dignity, with proud, with the confidence, you know, that you are the, the best possible version of you and you're already perfect. I love those words, you know, that you live your life like that. Wonderful. There's, all, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, absolutely. But we are, we are aspiring to inspire people. What I also want to ask you, because this is something that I have struggled with. When you may mention, you know, sometimes I feel like an outsider. I know a lot of people that I know who are really creative, who are out there, who are out of the box in a way that they've transcended the systems and alchemized themselves to be a little bit creational always feel like that and they always feel their misfits they don't fit you know into any kind of box system and and they manage that feeling so do you think that feeling ever disappears or you keep on managing it forever Hmm. do i feel so yes and no Mm -hmm. i just created the box that fits around me Mm. that's it maybe in other people's worlds Mm -hmm. i am still She's a little intense. She's so focused. She's so loud. She's so confident. What's what's wrong with her? What what's the bit? That's not. Somebody said something to me, and you know him, and he's a friend of all of ours. The wonderful Pietro Cuevas. He said something to me that has literally changed my perception in men in the last few years. Mm-hmm. What anybody thinks about you is none of your business. Wow. Right? Profound. I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps as well. Right. So so that's what I have. I knew it intrinsically, Zoran, but I could never articulate it because, of course, I want to be slim. Of course, I want to have a wonderful husband or a lovely wife. I mean, of course, I, I thought that I wanted to have kids. All these things that society conditions us to think is all bullshit. You know what's good about your life is you. You're good about your life. You live your life how you want it, and people that you need will come to you, yeah. period. That's it. It's not a magic pill. You don't have to spend your whole life searching for it. You're born with it, people. Start looking. Don't look on the outside. Look on the inside. Yes, 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 yes. And in this really very moment, we gave you the shortcut to success and to contentment and to tranquility and to peace and to to joy, because if you really look into that, what Pietro mentioned, that if you that what other people think about you is not your business, it really is liberating on mm-hmm. so many different levels, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. wow, 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 wow. So let's shift the energy. So how did you fall in love with the space? And why, why did you decide it now throughout your career? You know, you grew, you developed, you evolved, and then suddenly this space adventure came towards you. Did you ever have fascination with this space or this is something that's just fall into your lap or you, you always wanted to do it or how did you get into that space? I wish I had a really clever answer, but I don't because I actually don't, I didn't know about space in any detail. I mean, I knew who NASA was. I knew what the International Space Station was. 
But my brilliant business partner, who's a very, very old friend and colleague of mine, mm-hmm. came to me five years ago and mm-hmm. he said, it was actually this, this, this month, December five years ago, and he said, Deborah, I've got this great idea. I want you to help me launch a global casting show with the biggest prize ever given out, $55 million ticket to the ISS. And I was like, I'm in, sign me up. <laughs> I've only got one question. And he said, what? I said, uh, Thomas, what's the ISS? <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually what, what I did and what I took from my years of experience in the media world and also yeah. never leaving the media world is Thomas and I went around the world and I started reading and studying mm-hmm. and now I can hold a conversation with some of the best rocket scientists, astrophysicists, anybody in the space world is probably somebody I have on my WhatsApp and I talk to regularly. Because when you passionately love something, it's so easy to learn and it's so easy to absorb stuff. I have no formal education and the majority of the people who invested in my company, who run my company and who are supporters of my company are actually far smarter academically than I will ever be. But what do I have and what does Thomas have is we put it all together. We understood all the elements that nobody else could see because we sit as the helicopter. Mm. And when the space industry saw that, how could they not support us? Of course. Now we, they now we have formal agreement with 30% of the world's governments through their space agency. Wow. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Now, as this is the developmental show and people are growing and and, and being encouraged also to, to, to step out of themselves, when we talk about big visions like this, you know, that you and Thomas put together, something that, you know, People will say, oh, this is unattainable or this is not achievable or you're just a dreamer. Mm-hmm. This will never happen. Or some people would even think, oh, my God, this is too big. I'm afraid of that vision inside of myself. I'm like, oh, who do I think am I to be able to carry this out? Do you have this ability to withhold that big visions naturally inside of you? Is that part of your DNA of your fabric or did you work to build yourself up to confidently talk about these grandiose visions just like that? One of my first mentors was a woman called Louise McCann. She's a very well-known business leader in Australia. Mm-hmm. She said something to me 25 years ago. She said, how do you eat an elephant? And I went, "In small, you have to cut it up into small little pieces. And she said, exactly. So what you just said, that's the answer. Any massive, think about it like this. We had no serious money. We had no connections in the space industry. We didn't have a production company. We didn't even have a bank account. Mm -hmm. And so what Thomas and I did was look at the global, the, the dream, the dream, and we cut it into small little pieces. And over the last two, three, four years, we ate a little piece every single day, every single day, until now we pretty much only have the eyeballs left. <laughs> <laughs> or the trunk. 
So bit by bit, step by step, being there, not being afraid, just kind of keep on moving and moving and moving and then kind of realizing and unfolding. Yeah. I think one of the biggest lessons I've learned on this journey, mm-hmm. with this company, and this is my fourth company, is mm-hmm. never be afraid to ask a question. Now, remember that I am barely finished high school. I have no formal education. And I'm sitting in a room with people who have not one, but two PhDs. I'm the only woman in the room most of the time still. I'm the only woman of colour in the room for sure. And I'm probably the least academically educated. And Thomas gets quite angry with me when I say this because he said, but Deborah, you're sitting at the table because you deserve to be at the table because you made the goddamn table. Yeah. Why do you you care? And I'm like, well, but I don't have a PhD. I don't know how to analyze. He said, it doesn't matter. The reason why we're here is because of all of that passion you had. And you kept saying, I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, can you tell me what that means? Like, can you make it simple so I can understand it? And people would go, okay. I was always authentic. I was always myself. I always want to learn more. So why not ask people that know more than you to help you be cleverer? Beautiful, beautiful. And for that, you need to be humble and relaxed and confident and make sure that you can ask insightful questions. I remember when I started coaching, one of my first coaching gigs, at that time I was 27, you know, they assigned me to this company and suddenly I was coaching somebody who was in their late 50s. And I was like, I cannot coach that person i'm not qualified and i don't know nothing they have so much experience and then i was just relaxed into asking powerful questions and coaching is about asking good questions as well and this guy came to me after this conversation told me this was the most extraordinary coaching sessions i've ever had in my life and i was like why i was so nervous to coach you at the end i couldn't i admitted i was so nervous and asking why was this extraordinary for you i just need to know i'm learning he says because you're so curious and nobody asked me these curious questions ever. And nobody got me to think about those thoughts, even let alone express and formalize it. And then you're listening and you're summarizing and you're able to conceptualize and then share it. And I think that's the gift. That's the gift, you know. Asking why. why, exactly. why asking in a why. business sense, we're always taught, ask why. Why do they want that revenue? Why do they think that that's going to work? Why, does, why is that the go-to market strategy? All of those things, it comes back down to exactly when we feel intimidated, Mm -hmm. it's a challenge for us to overcome that. But people like you and I always overcome that because we know there's something more from a feeling of discomfort will always come growth. There's so many wisdoms of pearl or pearls of wisdom that you're saying, sharing right now. I just want to highlight them all on the screen. That that you know that level of discomfort is so important as well when you are able to sit with it and the growth comes out of it. Yeah. So you also mentioned in this post that inspired me to call you to coach that you're really passionate about young women, you know, being in their power and, and you know starting up and and creating the businesses and moving from one company to another company. What is your message to, to the younger women? And we do have, you know, a lot of young women listening to this program as well. What would you like to share with them? We no longer have to be in the image of a strong man. We just have to be strong women. 
And it's taken me years to understand that. When I got into business in my 20s, apart from the fact that was 30 years ago, well, 20, 25 years ago, mm. it, there wasn't a lot of women in leadership. We didn't have a lot of role models. What did I understand is that I didn't have to show my leg, my boobs. I didn't have to flirt. I didn't have to, I'm not even going to say it because we've all been there yeah, as women, we understand. women yeah. in, in business. But now I have made the path easier for every young woman because I refused to be silenced. I refused to settle for the status quo. And you guys just need to feel that you have value because you do, because you are the next generation of leaders. You are the next generation of entrepreneurs. And let me tell you, it's a lot easier now than it was 25 years ago when I started. So just do it. There's never a better time to start. Another thing that I learned through building apps is that it's never going to be done. Like never. If you wait till it's perfect and you, no, no, but what about this and what? Just get out there. Open your mouth. Ask for help. Ask for investment. Pitch your product, pitch your service, just go for it. And if you make mistakes, then you know what? You're going to learn and you're going to get better in the next pitch and you're going to get better with the next product. But just start. Do not overthink anything anymore. Just do it. Nike, just do it. Nike. You know, I was just thinking about that slogan. It's really genius. It's really genius. But it is, it is for me, you know, and this is where you and I really are in congruency and coherence because. Coaching mantra is also just do it. You know, never be afraid just to step up, even if it's not ready, even if it's not finished, even if it's not polished, you just show up and just you just do it. And as you're doing it, you're learning about it, you're learning about yourself, you're learning about business, and you're putting yourself in out front there. of other people, you know, out there, even if you're vulnerable, even if you say, I don't know, this is an experiment. I use this sometimes. This is an experiment. We're learning from this experiment. This is not a polished you know, pitch or product or service and so on and so forth. So it's important to have this courage. Did you have this courage naturally all your life or this is something that you got in, in last few in last years no, or later I, in your life? I was most definitely born with gumption, as my mother would say. I had the ability to always ask questions. And I never thought, even as a kid, I should know the answer or, I, you know, I should, I just asked because I was curious and I remain curious. I, I was, I'm very lucky. I honed my, my self-confidence, but I was born with it. It re really was very natural. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful because, you know, again, when you are talking, I always felt that in our conversation, even on this podcast right now, that your confidence just comes across. And I know a lot of young women, for example, that we're empowering with the last part of our podcast. Sometimes my struggle with that, they, you know, they can be a little bit shy and behind the scenes and not really willing to express themselves. So it's also about, you know, how do they build that level of confidence that will show up to life, right? When I first started in business, it mm -hmm. was all about aggression. Mm -hmm. You know, women, especially women of color, it's like that, that we're, we're, if we're emotional, we're angry. If we're passionate, we're too emotional. Like, actually, if you're really passionate about something, you, you have a deep feeling of connection to that thing, whatever that is. It's your art. It's your business. It's your idea. Why wouldn't you talk about it? It doesn't, you don't have to be aggressive. 
You don't have to be in your face, but you can talk about something from your heart because it's actually in your heart. That's what passion is, right? Doing something from your heart, being authentic. That is where we really like everybody to be. Be in their heart and be authentic. Now more than ever, Mana, more than ever, right? Now we're in a really, really important crossroads for humanity, for our evolution, for the development. We are invited to stay in that heart and really show and share our passion. Yeah. Well, you so, do every time you do a podcast. So thank you for that, Sorry. Yeah, and you do every time you speak, you know, to everybody <laughs> that knows you. So... We're kind of coming close to our conversation today. Where would you like to leave our audience? We went places. We shared your life story. We went to the space here. We shared, you know, what is important. We also talked about empowering young women and through your example as well, like who you are and what you are. Where would you love to leave our audience with? What do you think is your final message after this conversation? I would like to leave your audience with a a, a suggestion or, or a favor or mm. I, I don't know how you want to phrase it, but do literally what you love and everything else will come. Have passion, have the confidence that it doesn't matter how crazy it is. It doesn't matter how un-society, unnormal, what, what is normal? What is what society, you know, if we have the ability to create, to communicate, then we have a God-given right to make that path and let other people come through it. So I've done a bit of my job, guys. Now it's your turn to start paying it forward and making that path your own. Yeah. And not only that, you are also leading one of the most extraordinary media businesses that we're all going to be hearing about in, in, in now and in the future. I also would love to remind our audience that if they want to become part of the inner circle and pre-register for the space here, we're going to leave all the details in the podcast below also to empower them to sign up, right? They can do that right now, right? Absolutely. It's free. Yeah, it will it's free. free. Yeah. And it's yeah. on our website. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. And then we'll see what happens after that. Maybe we'll meet up in a space. Maybe I'll do the next podcast with you being in a space station and I'm here or maybe in a different planet whatsoever. Listen, Deb, thank you so much for being you, for being authentic, for being willing to share yourself so unconditionally and truthfully. Most of the time when I speak with people, you know, through these mediums, it, it, you, you can't feel them. You know, I had goosebumps throughout this call so many times when you were sharing different things. I was like, my body was reacting to your authenticity and through your integrity and through your wonderful and beautiful energy. Thank you so much for being you. Thank you so much for coming to uplift and inspire people who are listening to this podcast. And I hope more to follow very, very soon. We talk more about wonderful adventures that are ahead of you. Once again, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Zara. And dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this program. Thank you so much for listening. More to come from Debra in the future, I'm sure. Thank you. Lots of love, everybody. And bye for now. Bye for now. <laughs>